Welcome to another Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now, coming up on this episode, Jory Nash joins us to chat about his latest album, Wilderness Years, and the challenges of making a living as a singer-songwriter in a world where online streaming has become the primary way people listen to new music. It's a great interview and definitely worth sticking around for. We also check out more of the latest new releases, including new music from Missy Raines, the Kathy Callick Band, Kittle & Co., Doris Falcons, and Jenny Tai. And we're starting off with this song. This is Kaya Kata with Poets Be Buried. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Nights alone can greet on a 
every dark season The sky feels six feet off the ground There's so little light This is the longest night And the rain is falling down I've got pockets full of rain I just worry and complain Drain this heart full of pain For some pockets full of joy Yeah, the rain keeps pouring down It's the worst storm we've ever known Everyone says just stay home Till the worst of it is done And the sun comes out again But I just feel like going walking Turn my collar to the wind Hat jam down around my ears Drown out all these fears Till I feel okay again I've got pockets full of rain I just worry and complain this heart full of pain For some pockets full of joy My name is Coco Love Alcorn. I'm Coco, 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 yeah. I'm Coco, Coco, Coco. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Thank you. 
welcome back to Folk Roots Radio. We started off the hour with Kaya Kata with the song Poets Be Buried, which is actually the final track from her latest album, Grenades, which explores her father's roots in Grenada. Now, Kaya's father fled to Canada from Grenada in 1986 after the US invasion. And Grenades is an album that reflects on the past in relation to her father's traumatic early life in Grenada and Kaya's present life as a woman of color in music in a world where racism is clearly still a part of daily life. Grenades is produced by Aaron Costello, and that song also features Christine Bougie on electric guitar, Andrew Jackson on trombone, and David Parker on French horn. It's a great song, and we'll have more from Grenades on a future episode, and that's out now on Smithsonian Folkways. We followed that with award-winning bluegrass bassist Missy Rains, with her version of the Laurie Lewis song, Swept Away, and that's from Missy's latest album, Royal Traveller. And that song also features first ladies of bluegrass Molly Tuttle, Sierra Hull, Becky Buller, and the album's producer and banjo player, Alison Brown. And finally, a cheerful song about the coming of winter from West Coast US-based bluegrass group, the Kathy Kallick Band. That song's Pockets Full of Rain from their latest album, Horrible World. And in the background, it's Kittle & Co. blending classical and acoustic roots music together on Pando from their contemporary string quintet album, Walls. That album features Jeremy Kittle on fiddle, Joshua Pinkham on mandolin, Quinn Bashand from Christina and & Quinn and Brishan on guitar, Nathaniel Smith on cello, and Simon Christman on hammer dulcimer. Next up, Jory Nash sits down with us at the 2018 Folk Music Ontario Conference to chat about his new album, Wilderness Years. But before we get there, this is Jory Nash with a live version of Sister Station. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. You won't have me on the radio won't have me on the radio You won't find me at the new location You won't hear me on the sister station Won't hear me even if you request a call Won't hear me on the radio, not at all You won't see me on the TV You won't see me on the TV can't wake for the early morning talk show And I don't have a class video I don't look so good at the end of the day Won't see me on my TV anyway Well, the only thing that's left I fear Is to write this song that no one here I can't say that it's a parting shot Cause I don't think I could Even if I wanted to stop No, you can't buy my brand new CD No, you can't buy my brand new CD I can't afford to record all the new songs And to put them on the Spotify feels wrong Everybody wants music for free So you ain't gonna buy my brand new CD You won't hear me on the radio You won't hear me on the radio 
cares about a washed up folk singer Even if he's a Paul Simon Deringer Now you can play with your top ten toys But you ain't gonna hear me on the radio Not this boy You can play with your top ten toys But you ain't gonna hear me on the radio Not this boy Not this boy Not this boy That's Jory Nash with Sister Station live at Folk Music Ontario for Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. Jory Nash is our special guest in the studio. Now that song, Jory, comes from the new album, Wilderness Years. Now I know that you uh, do a lot of, uh, you spend a lot of time in the outdoors working with kids uh, as an instructor. I get that side of uh, Wilderness Years. When I listen to that song and I hear the line about uh, your songs not being played on the radio, it makes me wonder whether, a little tongue-in-cheek there, but whether you're feeling it's getting harder as a, uh, as a performer to, to get noticed, particularly uh, you know, with the fact that you've been very successful in the past. You've got New Blue Day, uh, Many Hats of Jory Nash. All of your albums have done very well. You've picked up awards for them. Uh, whether you're feeling it's getting harder as a performer to get noticed uh, with all of the other performers out there. Also trying to, you know, get their moment in the sun in a music industry that's changing quite dramatically. Yeah, you you, you touched on a lot of the things that um, we're facing. And certainly the song that you referenced, Sister Station, was an attempt to talk about the difficulties that I personally am finding compared to previous years in this business and to do it in a way that was honest but also wasn't so negative that it might be off-putting and so humor it's not something that I write often I don't use humor overtly in songs like say a John Prine I may use a little bit of irony and I sort of ironic twists of, of that make you smile a bit but outright humor is not something I do but this one I was kind of going for that so let's take a subject that is really affecting me and artists like me and that is the changing business the making it way more difficult not as much radio play the way people consume music all these things and do it so that you at least don't feel like you're getting lectured to and that was the goal with that particular song so it's a bit of a transitional album you mentioned family you know your son he prominently discussed in in the album itself and then we also have this metaphorical wilderness in there as well would it be that you know the the music industry of today feels so completely different from the one you came into because uh, is it seven? I think seven or eight albums you. This was released? album number nine. Album number nine. Number yeah. nine. Yeah. Number nine. So does that mean you feel like an elder statesman when you come to a conference like this? I'm told I am. Yeah. You know, at this conference tomorrow, I'm 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 an industry insider mentor. I'm doing this lightning talk thing where people can sign up and ask me questions about the industry, and it's funny because I do have a lot of you know insight and advice and things like royalties, how to maximize your royalties and that sort of thing. But I also find, in some ways, with regards to how people are presenting themselves and uh, newer kind of promotional materials and videos and YouTube and things that have not been a part of what I've done in the past. I need to learn from from younger artists in a way that uh, uh, is almost reversed. So in some ways, Elder has benefits and and in other ways, you're behind the curve. Maybe it's a big circle and we're all just in different parts on that Well, you that know, it's circle. interesting you say that because I've noticed that more and more people will say to me, well, you know, this is my latest single 
or you know I'm releasing three singles and then maybe an album will come next year and it it seems to become more of a trend I mean the the people really are moving away from the idea of you know the album is the thing it's yeah. now the singles are the thing and then maybe an album will come well two thoughts on that number one yes I agree I think that is the way and for several reasons number one cost the cost of making a record is still pretty high even with home recording equipment which I'm not a fan of in many cases because sonic quality as you know can vary differently from uh, really well recorded studios to sort of even decent home studios but still the cost is there cost of manufacturing cost of art cost of mailing cost of all these things and if they're not selling what's the point in doing a full recording so there's that and then there's the uh, the, the, the simple fact that the CD is difficult to play. Computers don't have them anymore. Increasingly, new cars are not coming out with CDs. And once cars, once all cars don't have CD players, and once all computers have no CD drive, the CD as a median will be pretty close to done. And so the single then makes sense because it's less cost. Um, that's all that people are people are listening to songs now in all sorts of playlists. You know, if they're listening digitally, many people don't even think about music in terms of albums. They think about it in a constant stream of a playlist and how it fits in. I'm in a mood to hear this type of song today. So that's where singles make sense. And lastly, the second point is, back to the circle, this is exactly sort of how the music business was in the 50s. Exactly. It was all about the single. The the, the long record was something that really not a lot of artists did. Um, People were record industries released singles with a flip side and that's how they were marketed to radio and it wasn't until in popular music artists like Frank Sinatra would do long records the Beatles where the the album as we've come to know it became the de facto way that people presented music but for many years it was the single and it wasn't even it was just a new song that you had does that make you feel sad as an artist who thinks about presenting his songs in 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 a long form format yes because when i structure a record i i mean i obsess about the order of records i obsess about how things flow you know the song the songs in this tempo going into one in from four four into three four this one's in this key and i want to make sure that the next key's in a different next song's in a different key this is a strummer this is a finger picker this is a piano song this is a full band song. i think about that how best to flow like a concert which is interesting right? because you're one of those artists that I always know when your album comes out, the packaging is really important. The studio that you record is really important. The people that you work with is really record is really important. But it seems that a lot of those things, you know, are are changing. And yes, it, it and certainly feels like, you know, as not necessarily in the wilderness, but you know, maybe all is see in this new. That's world. all part of it. You're right. That does tie into the title, and yes. All those things you mentioned are, are important to me, but you also have to accept, you have to, you have to understand that just because that's the way you think things are best or, sh- or you like them to be, it doesn't mean that the way they are. I don't like streaming. I don't like the way it rewards, it pays artists, it pays us, you know, fractions of pennies. I don't like that sound. I think in many cases the, the sounds of MP3s are terrible. Luckily, there are better forms of digital files, wave files, etc. But, you know, there's a sonic uh, issues that I have. But if that's the way that the majority of people want to access music, who am I to sort of tilt at the windmills? 
You know, it doesn't, it, it's like the, you know, old man shaking his fist at the sun. It's like, well, the sun's going to be there whether you want it to or not. So you can adapt and change. You can do what you want and have to accept that you're going to have a fraction of your audience, or you can find a balance in there that may be able to cater to everybody. Do you think that you are finding the balance with this album? And one of the things that struck me was, you know, you're still making that effort to to create this piece of art. I wanted to try and steer the conversation back to, to talking about the actual production of the album, the people you work with, because you always work with great people. And, you know, I know that you have been recognized for the quality of the production that you consistently achieve with the albums that you've produced. Thank you. Uh, it's, it is but, important to me. As yeah, you know, but, but you know. let's talk a little bit about that, because sure. I think it, it's easy to, you know, you know, to do that tilting at windmills thing and say, well, you know, I'm going to keep doing that because this is what I'm doing, even though everybody's doing something else. But at the same time, it is a work of art that yeah. we're talking about. We're not just talking about, you know, just something that will bring a few dollars in. An omnibus thank you to all the really kind things you just said about the way I make records and the sounds. And it is something that I'm absolutely conscious of. Um, and I take it, I take great... Um, pride in how records sound and I take great care to remind myself that if I'm taking asking somebody to give me their money their hard-earned money that they need to be rewarded with something that sounds great looks great and has the best that I could do that being said I went into this record fully conscious that this might be the last thing I ever do it may not but it may I'm seriously considering getting out of music and looking into other things. I'm contemplating scaling back and maybe doing a balance. But the possibility exists that the financial wherewithal isn't there anymore to spend $30,000 on a record that sells 200 copies. That said, let's talk about some of the people that are on this. Sure. Because I think... They, I, I, they're, they all... They're, they're, yes, let's the, do the, the other side I hate about streaming is that unfortunately... We're now in this world that typically you would say, yo, this is a Jory Nash song. It's called Sister Station. And that's maybe the only information that we get. Mm -hmm. We don't know who else joined you in the studio. We don't know who produced it. We don't even know, you know, where it was recorded. Now, I mean, that may become, you know, just nerdy mm -hmm. today. That's very true. But I know 20 or 30 years time, if we look back at all the great records from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, we all wanted to know, you know, where they were recorded, who recorded them, who was well, in the studio. So, yeah. And you got people like the, you know, the Wrecking yeah. Crew and everybody else. But the Wrecking Crew, you wouldn't get their names on the record. No, exactly. So exactly. Well, there was a time where they were You back. had to find out that information. Yeah. 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 So and tell I, us about these people. So the, it is, it's not a, f it's a full band record. I basically did the record in two parts. A more, the more acoustic side in November of 2017, and then the more full band stuff in March of 2018. Simply scheduling because there were so many people involved uh studio time and getting the people i wanted I, I needed to wait to get the people i wanted and in the studio so the fuller band tracks feature a band with gary craig on drums who is an amazing player and i actually have never recorded with gary i've done a lot of playing with gary but he was the right percussionist for the songs and that's i've really spent a lot of time i've spent i've worked with tons of great musicians some of them this was not the record for you know, I hope that my friends out there who I didn't hire for this one understand that. It, nothing to do with, with um, uh, musical ability or whatever. It's just I really think about 
who's the right person for this particular song. So Gary's on drums, a new bass player by the name of Devin Henderson. I was looking for a, a, a different kind of sound from the bass players I use, a, a little bit more of a, just simplistic in a um, deceptive way. And he he's a, a really unique player that way he, and, and very intuitive player. So I'd never worked with him before, but he came recommended and I kind of road tested him a bit and he was great. A couple of guitar players, my longtime guitar player friend Jason Fowler is on many of the songs. And another guitar player by the name of Dean Druyard, who plays with you know um, yeah, Jill Barber and Royal Wood and, and is a producer of his own right. But what he, what he does is he's an acoustic player in addition, but I hired him more for his electrical side and his ambient sounds. And so there are certain sonic textures that he brought that I've never used on a record before. The organ player with a little bit of piano was a fellow named Robbie Grunwald, who I've used previously, but less. It was more of an organs and farfisas and a lot of old kind of sounds in, in, in keyboards and synthesizers and organ sounds. He was the guy that I went with there. And then there were a lot of people that I brought in, people like Kevin Fox, who I've used before. Uh, but then Drew Jureka, I wanted a really good string arranger for one of the songs, so we hired Drew. But then you get into the vocalists. Yeah. As someone who listened to the record, there are a couple of songs that have this Dusty Springfield and Memphis kind of female background singer vibe, which is what I, I wanted. I wanted it, this, this almost like the Allman Brothers meets Dusty Springfield was what the vibe I was going for, for the, a couple of the tunes. And I actually didn't know the two singers. I just kept saying to a whole bunch of people, this is what I'm looking for. Do you have any suggestions? And finally, actually, Robbie Grunwald suggested these two women who I didn't know, hadn't heard of. But they were perfect, and that's uh, their names are Chloe Watkinson and uh, Lydia Purcell. They're just amazing, kind of soulful singers. That they were not doo-wop, but almost oh, like fantastic, what, just really yeah. great singers. Yeah. And then my and then my dear friend Lori Cullen uh, sings on one song where she is the beautiful arranger for that. She arranged when I hired Lori, I asked her to arrange her own vocals because she is so good at hearing multiple parts and counter melodies and harmonies and that sort of thing. And uh, Kate Rogers is another singer that uh, really prominent on, on one of the more poppy tracks of the record. There's probably a few other players that, uh, oh, Jerome Godbu, harmonica. I wanted a, a, har there's a harmonica part on one song and Jerome's an old friend and haven't recorded with him since, I don't know, probably 20 years ago. Wow. But he was the right guy for that song. It was great. You know, it's interesting because, you know, we have this conversation and it's like, oh, wait, we, we probably do need to jump in our time machine and go back to the 70s, you know, and you get to enjoy all of this stuff. Somebody, stuff again. somebody, a friend of mine said to me, he said, you know, you, when the record came out, who's a sort of a, he writes, does music for TV, says, you know, you'd have been a, a million seller in 1976. And, and that's a compliment. I get it. There's a Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson's famous autobiography was called I Just Wasn't Made for These Times. Well, you've got your guitar with you. What I would like to do now is to maybe play another track from the album. Yeah. Uh, why don't we play... Why don't I do the, uh, the cover, the, the title track? You yeah. Know, it's called Wilderness. The record's called The Wilderness Years, but there's a song called Wilderness, which is the closest thing to a title track. I was going to call it the record Wilderness, but it didn't quite encapsulate what I was going for. So I wrote the tune thinking it was going to be the, the, the final title track. But and, and this is a tune that, you know, just talk a little bit about it because, it, it you know, you could look at this tune from the point of view of the lyric in several different ways, can't you? You can. Well, you can for a lot of my songs. But in fact, you, there are two ideas behind it. One is, again, facing the idea that this is 
this is what I love to do. I love to write and perform and sing and record. And I'm faced with this reality that doing all those things, despite the fact that I'm pretty good at it, despite the fact that I love it, the reality is, is it's not earning a living that is paying the bills anymore. You know, I've spent three or four years trying to figure out, trying to do things in ways that maybe are more modern, at least in a business sense, and they haven't worked out. And that's the reality. So, so there's that. And then there's also a couple of small nods to myself as a child and my child. So I'd sing about the boy, and that's a dual reference to me as a younger, fresh-faced me in this business and my own son. This is Jory Nash with Wilderness, live for Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference. In the long afternoon In the tiniest room Alone with the phone that just keeps ringing I'm talking to myself Put the songs on the shelf But you know I wish that I was singing I remember the day I gave it away The secret swore that I was willing to never ever tell But when you break that spell You have to pretend you're not a villain Sometimes I disappear into myself Just a little boy who needs protecting And I know that the fear Hidden in my heart Will carry me now Outside my window I see wilderness And the evening sun it is descending And the air is still For the wind has changed Though I feel it somehow But try as I might Something's not right A word, a note that must be missing so I think about the boy But all the things I enjoy Come dangerously close to reminiscing So I think about the boy But all the things I enjoy Come dangerously close to reminiscing I'm dangerously close to reminiscing That's Jory Nash with Wilderness, live at Folk Music Ontario for Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. Jory Nash is our special guest in the studio. 
It's the nearly title track from his great new album entitled Wilderness Years. But let's talk about the shows because I know that one of the places that you're heading is one of my favorite places in Guelph. Mine that's, too. That's Silence. And There's I think a... the Silence show is what, Saturday, November the 17th? Saturday, November 17th. My philosophy is when you get a chance to play now, be grateful. But I'm now looking at, you know, January, February, March, looking to hopefully get next year's concert series. If people want to learn more about Jory Nash's music, how can they do that? The, the best way is to go to my website, jorynash.com. It's J-O-R-Y-N-A-S-H.com. And listen to songs. They're, all the songs are there. You can listen to them in, in their entirety. If you like what you hear, download a copy or order a CD or come to see me play or uh, call me and I'll, uh, if you host or know a ho- house concert presenter. I actually do more house concerts, Jan, than just about any other kind of show. It Because A, it's really good for, it, it's a good fit for what I do, which is really intimate, storytelling, interactive kind of thing. So, you know, put me in front of 30 people in a really intimate setting and people are going to be entertained and I'm going to have a really good time doing it with them. So that's that's it, and you know I'm on I'm on, I'm Apple Music and Google. I'm not on Spotify uh, until until the streaming rates for creators change, and the business model that rewards the people who run the company in a far greater way than the artists that they are making their living off the backs of. You will not find my music on Spotify. I recognize that that probably hurts my career in terms of notoriety and getting music out there. I'm doing air quotes for people on the radio. But it's a stand I'm going to take because I think that the artist is getting screwed. And that doesn't sit with me. As always, it's a great pleasure to talk to you. And I, I really love you know the, the honesty of the, the conversation. Certainly, if you're listening at home, definitely check out Jory Nash's music. As he said... Uh, this is an album that he really wanted to make sure was a statement. We're going to finish with a track from the album itself. What are we going to play? Uh, we are going to play The Astral Plane. And I chose this one because it's uh, a very textured pr- uh, uh, recording. Lots and lots of, of musical parts are happening. It features a really wonderful counter vocal part from Laurie Cullen. Uh, beautiful instrumentation and playing by all the musicians in there um, and it's a, a song about basically being a father and how how jarring it is and how I basically it felt like I was on another planet for the first you know six months of my son's life and I took a little bit of getting used to and I think every new parent will will understand that sentiment that's a perfect way to finish Jory Nash with Astro Plane from his great new album Wilderness Years You're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference, and I'm Jan Hall. We touched down on the astral plane with a starstruck boy Promise like a ball and chain Tired and weary and a little forlorn I was hoping to find myself reborn, reborn And something was lost and gained But nothing was lost 
nothing's always This is Graydon James and Laura Spink from The Young Novelists. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. I was born in the outskirts of this harbor town. Cobblestone's familiar, it's all I've ever known. But I'm leaving, I've chosen love. Mother, can you see my life has begun? Come visit me I'm going across the sea Come visit me 
where orchards bloom. We'll buy ourselves a house with plenty of room, and I'll wave to my children as they're walking to school. All the That's Guelph's storytelling singer-songwriter Doris Falcons with the song Across the Sea from her self-titled debut album. And that's a song about a woman leaving home for love and a life across the sea. And that song is actually partly her mother's story as an immigrant from Hamburg, Germany, who found better opportunities in Canada. Well, Doris has just released a new song entitled All Our Roses. And that's about her mother's experience as a young child living in Hamburg during World War II. And to learn more about that song, we caught up with Doris Falcons in Guelph. How are you doing today, Doris? Great. Thank you, Dan. I love it the way that you bring out these songs with the wonderful stories from, you know, your family's life in them. I, I think that really is starting to feel like a thing from my point of view, because a new Doris Falcons song comes out and you want to learn what the story is behind it. So tell us a little bit about this new song. Yeah, this song is um, is, is one I wrote a, a while ago, actually, but um, I revisited it recently because I came to my attention that it was the 100th anniversary of the armistice this year, and so I thought it'd be um, a good idea to release it for Remembrance Day. And um, it's about my mom and um, about her experiences being a child during the war. She lived in Hamburg, and Hamburg was very heavily bombed during July of 1943, and 
she she talks about it quite a bit now that she's older. And uh, one of the memories that she has in her mind is that the roses were blooming red in her garden before the air raids happened. And then uh, the family went into their basement bunker during that time. And when they came out of the bunker, after it was all over, the roses had literally turned black from the ash that was flying around in the air from the destruction of Hamburg. And I think that um, this song really I wrote to remind us that there are losses suffered by all sides during wartime, and uh, nobody really wins a war. I don't really um, think this is a very political song. It doesn't take into account any of the other horrific things that happened or why why these bombings happened. It, it's just basically the perspective of an innocent child growing up and, and tied down into this, this these memories just by circumstance and the political situation of the world at that time. It's a beautiful song, and I'm so pleased that we're going to be able to play it today. Before we get to that, though, I did want to give you a chance to, to talk about anything new in Doris Falcon's world. <laughs> I think this is probably as new as it gets right now. I'm always writing new material and uh, just kind of letting it happen organically, and I'm always looking for new songs and collecting um, more stories to write about. Well, it's been great to talk to you today. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? You can go visit my website. It's www.dorisfalkins.com. That's great. This is Doris Falkins with a new song, All Our Roses. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again for spending the time with us today. Thanks, Jan. Summer was green The city was bright But rumors of war blew in the wind We hid in our homes As deep darkness spread And all our roses bloomed red All our roses bloomed red The plains arrive Swarming like bees Three nights of Peace. 
Lord, could you send us one drop of mercy down with the chaff and the wind? The peace that we see is out of our grasp and all. And that's all we can squeeze into this hour of Folk Roots Radio. Remember, you can check out the full playlist on the website at folkrootsradio.com. And you can also listen to previous episodes of the show and interviews on demand. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. We'll leave you with Toronto's Jenny Tai and some bluesy R&B. This is Do You Feel The Way I Do? And it's from her latest album, Night on Fire. And it's a great way to finish this episode. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll definitely see you next time. (laughs) 